A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rilkins, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. All right, here we are at IMAX. Welcome, Jennifer Kishbaugh from Caesars Entertainment. What a treat to meet face-to-face here in Frankfurt. It's unreal. I can't believe we're finally back to face-to-face. Grateful to be here. <laughs> well, thank you for joining our podcast. Of course. For those of you that are wondering where we are in the background noises, we're in Hall 9 at IMAX 22, the 20th anniversary of IMAX. Uh, you've been to these trade shows before, both in Las Vegas and also here in Frankfurt. Tell us, what's the vibe like? There's just so much positive energy. There's a spirit of connection here. Everyone is just so happy to be back face to face. You know, we got a directive yesterday to get here early because they knew people would be so desperate to connect and to say hi to old friends that uh, they knew if people came in at the last minute, they wouldn't make it to their booth in time because we're just, we're seeing people that we haven't seen in two years. There's, there's an energy in the air that um, we haven't felt in a while. And I'm just, I feel so lucky to be here to be part of it. Well, thanks so much for joining the podcast and taking a bit of time out. Uh, it's, it, it's actually strange. Yesterday we discovered that you know putting a little bit of technology within this context where we have a focused conversation and we're sitting around a table here in this uh, event design collective booth was in the background the Design to Change project that was done at IMAX Americas last November when we launched the Design to Change book. Um, Tell us, Caesars Entertainment has gone through a number of massive changes, right? You guys have yeah. built Caesars Forum. Uh, ready to open that, um, launched on a project together with the Event Design Collective. What have been your experiences just before COVID hit? I I mean, the thought and the memory that we were going to open the forum on March 18th, which which was essentially the day that that Las Vegas shut down, is it still blows my mind. We had launched this road trip. Our team was going throughout the country preparing to circle back and come, you know, drive into Vegas and, and with all of our customers and show them this new property that we were opening and for it to all fall apart. And it was crazy because, you know, you start to get the first dispatches about COVID and we're thinking this, you know, we all thought that two weeks or this isn't going to be as big of a deal as it ended up being. And then um, we had so much excitement around the opening. So when it didn't work out the way we had planned, I think it was um, a, a bit disheartening. But I think one of the things at least I learned at EDC was kind of reframing. And so we looked at for new and exciting ways to, to sell the forum when we couldn't sell it in person and how we were used to selling. And I think uh, a lot of positive change came out of that because we came up with ways to showcase it virtually, ways to connect with our customers virtually that we would have never thought of before. So I think we were all very grateful for that experience. Um, I think I think there was just a lot of growth right before because it's crazy how it happened. EDC was happening for all of us. We were all going through the program right before. Yeah, it was February, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, so I guess the timing was 
couldn't have been better. It was awful because of what happened, but it couldn't have been better because I think we took those skills into the pandemic um, and learned new ways uh, to educate our customers, to partner with our customers, and to reframe how we um, took people on the Caesars Forum adventure with us. Well, we've been nothing short of impressed as to how you know Team Caesars rallied. Literally, you know, I remember Mike Masari saying, "Well, we have to rise the tide together." Right? When we talk about how do we improve how events are designed, how do we actually offer what we offer in a, a different way? Right? Where uh, you think about the value an event creates in relation to the time that's spent on the event. And your team and your clients have come into these event design certificate program trainings, spending three days and then doing a design project, becoming a certified event designer. Now there's all these people that are certified event designers in your client group. Do you, do you notice a difference in the conversation you're having with these types of clients? Yeah, I certainly do. Um, you know, we were chatting about this. Clients are constantly invited to social events, concerts, restaurants, um, almost to the point where I think they're just hardened to it a little bit. Um, you know, nothing's new, nothing's exciting to them anymore. And when you pose an educational experience to them that you go through with them, I've never done that. I mean, it's typically, you know, you go in, you hear a speaker, you try to absorb as much as you can, you leave, and sadly, I think you forget a lot of it. EDC was such a different um, setup, and the way that it was done, it was a learning and growing experience. And I believe you said something when we first got there, you know, when you learn with your customer, this creates this connection between the two of you that you wouldn't otherwise have. And I was perhaps a little skeptical. I was like, well, how much of a connection? And I saw it firsthand. I mean, when you start that canvas, and then when you get it through to the end, the you know relationship that you've built with that person, is it's so significant. and they're so appreciative that you've taken the time to invest in their project um, and that you have learned so much about who their stakeholders are, what their goals are, what they're looking to do. You become a trusted advisor to them. I mean, quite frankly, how could they go to anyone else when you know their prop, you know, their program and what their needs are better than anybody else ever, ever could. So mm -hmm. I have talked to so many of my colleagues that did this and the relationships that they have with their customers that they went through it with they've become like friends and family. I mean, I, I hear I have two great friends at work and they just talk so much about where their relationship was pre-EDC and where it is now. And they are always that customer's first call. That they always call them first because they know that they don't have to explain their program. They don't have to explain who the stakeholder is, what the objectives are. Their partners at Caesars already know that. And so we're yeah. able to create uh, a plan for them, um, an opportunity for them to do that without them having to reinvent the wheel and explain everything to us. So I, I don't think you can, I don't think there's anything greater than learning with your customer, the experience of that. I mean, let's face it, your best friends, you know, through good and bad times, yeah. are usually people that you've studied with. Right? It, so quite if very I, true. If I count my really, you know, close friends, it it's, could be work, work colleagues, but very often it's, people that you went to university with or executive education yep. or some program that's made an impact. Um, and we've seen that firsthand and we've seen that in the cohorts. You know, we've had so far, you know, we're going to Atlantic City now at the end of June, 37th cohort, right? So we've got a lot of, a lot of these things happening one, one at a time. And we're going to be at, at, at the Caesars property there, uh, you know, working with Stockton yeah. University. Super exciting with your colleague, uh, Pete Cancela, yeah, who's going to help Pete's us. Yeah, all Pete's wonderful. Um, and be part of the program. He's, he's actually looking at becoming a CED Plus, which is oh, like an amazing. extra facilitator uh, role. He's the perfect a, person for that. He has yeah. a personality for it. And what I like is that now in your team, you have all these people, like you say, who speak this language, who, who communicate in this sense, which is 
it, it, it's not radically different, but the wording of the verbiage you use to describe programs or the way you talk about behavior change and the way that you address prototypes or how you could do things or why you're doing them in the first place. I really like the fact that you now have this power. And the other thing I really enjoyed, you know, from our end, it's a little selfish, but it's like, I remember learning about the NFL draft, which, you know, on this side of the Atlantic, you know, of course, right. we, we hear that it's a big thing, but we never really realized what it was. And I remember in, I think it was the first or second cohort we did with you guys from the wheelhouse. Yeah, below that was the high my roller. project. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, you guys were actually talking about this and we were mapping it out in the dry run at one of these sessions and, and your project then comes to life and then we see it. It's on national TV, and all these big events are starting to take place and take shape, and then you see the reality of a prototype come to life, which I think the fascination we have with the events in Las Vegas and the type of work you guys do at scale almost requires this kind of blueprinting of designs. Absolutely. Because you couldn't either you know, create or replicate or scale to the degree at which you do that unless you have that solid sto story structure be beneath it. Right. Absolutely. And actually, when you think about it, it's very interesting. When we were workshopping that, we were planning that to be the draft that was coming up that year, which then oh, which then ended up getting postponed. Um, I remember we were all waiting with bated breath, thinking, oh, the, you know, we're still going to be able to pull the draft off. That's still going to happen. That's in April. That's past the two weeks. And, and then obviously it was canceled. But I think what we all learned at EDC allowed us to stay engaged with the program when we couldn't host live events. And so that the draft continued to evolve for us and we were able to still work on it. We were still able to prototype new ideas because of everything that we learned. And then I think it was a huge moment and a, you know, a reunion of sorts that everybody finally got to come back together this year and host the draft You know, a couple years after we thought that we'd be able to host it. So again, going back to how much doing EDC right before COVID benefited everyone because we had the framework laid to continue to work on it throughout a time that we couldn't connect in person. Yeah, well, this is this is really delightful. For, for those people, you know, we have auditors from across the world. We don't know when they're gonna to listen to this. Could, could you explain in, in, in one little nugget, what is the NFL draft for people that don't know what it is? Absolutely, it's funny. I've explained it several times this week because uh, you know we're here in Germany and not everyone understands what it is. And I explained how it affected the city and people were just looking at me with glossy eyes. So um, I'm, no, I'm no football pro, but uh, essentially what it is, is it's all the NFL teams are coming together to draft the college athletes that have made themselves available to the NFL to be drafted. Um, there's a set order to do it. They're able to trade and exchange picks. It's very exciting. Um, these young men, it's changing their life uh, forever. Um, and what they do is they bring in the athletes that they know are going to be selected in the first several rounds. They're there in Las Vegas. We hosted it at Caesars Forum. They had um, a waiting room, if you will, where they're sitting in there with their families and their friends. And uh, as they go through the list of picks and find out they've been selected, they walk onto the stage with Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, um, and celebrate with the fan bases that are there. They had fans from every NFL team um, that had either you know, purchased tickets and decided to come or had won contests or were being supported by their local NFL team. Uh, it's just very special. Again, um, especially, I mean, in the in the United States, football unites people. Sports unite people worldwide. Yep. Um, but in the United States, American football really does bring people together. So yep. again, it was just a spirit of people convening and being excited about the upcoming NFL season. But um, we built a huge tent out on the forum parking lot um, and right use, behind the high roller yeah and, and use forum, the yeah. use the forum plaza and hosted hundreds of thousands of people fans uh nfl players uh celebrities it was 
such an amazing experience. Um, I believe perhaps the largest attended event um, in Las Vegas, which I'm wow. sure will be surpassed by the Super Bowl in 2024. But uh, for now, this gave us uh, a lot of practice using our facility for a worldwide, you know, worldwide televised event. Wow. And this has had a huge audience, not just on site, but also, like you say, in a televised event. Any idea how many people kind of watch this NFL draft? I mean, certainly millions. Um, I don't have the number for who, how many were in Las Vegas, but it was hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Um, just in that tent alone, I mean, there were thousands. It was yeah. incredible. And then you had that whole Forum Plaza space where people were able to kind of queue up to get as close as they possibly could to where the tent was. Yeah. They also utilized space at other properties. Properties, um, but it was really, really special for us because, as you mentioned, the high roller was in the background. We're the able link to promenade. Yeah, it was just a beautiful, I mean, like it's 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 like a feast of recognition if you've been right, and, yeah. and you know what it's like to go down the zip line, which some of you <laughs> at graduation yes, you know, had yes. that experience where you designed the graduation for the others. That was actually a really cool part it, of it. It, it was, was like a little design within a design. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and it's just that's a special part of Las Vegas because it's outside, it's pedestrian only. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, seeing that, even though I live in Las Vegas. When I turned on the TV and saw the facility that I work at, the company I have so much pride to work for, seeing the high roller, seeing our property, it was so neat. And I was texting everyone I know, I work there, it's not that amazing, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Yes, exactly, even though I was not there, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was having the chills moment where you're like, oh, I can't uh, believe it's here. I think that's the power of events, right? Where, uh, where you feel a sense of connection around purpose, where yep. people you know, meaningfully spend their time together. Um, and then you've got all these other exciting events coming. You know, Formula One is coming to yes. Las Vegas. That's another biggie, I think, right? Oh, that's huge. And I, I don't think any of, or at least um, on my level, we didn't even know that was coming. And then that was announced. And I just don't think there's a bigger or better city for that. Actually, um, Mike Massari, I was speaking with him, and he made a comment that I thought was really interesting. He said, Formula One really represents the evolution of Las Vegas as a city. Uh, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, we were known for the 495 buffets mm -hmm. and now look where we are now we're a world-class uh, center of entertainment and connection for mm -hmm. events for meetings for travelers and we have become various a very sophisticated city mm -hmm. so he said for us to see where we're at now with Formula One coming he's like it kind of has mirrored the traje trajectory of the city absolutely. and when he said that I was like you know that's absolutely right so mm -hmm. it's you know an international event we're just we're thrilled to have the opportunity to host it and I think for these drivers to be going through the backdrop of Las Vegas, I mean, what could be better? That's going to be some amazing footage for people to it watch. Is. It um, is. But we have a bit of time until then. Yes, um, we do. There, there is an announcement that we're going to make, uh, you know, and I, and I uh, last week, was it 10, no, 10 days ago, we recorded a little clip we're going to release later today um, with uh, Lisa Messina oh, okay. and uh, with Amanda Armstrong and with Dale Hudson from okay. uh, from uh, from IMAX and Amanda Armstrong at Encore. Um, we're going to be announcing uh, later today that uh, on uh, Event Design Sunday before IMAX America in October, we're going to rally the troops around all the people that are uh, certified event designers and almost certified event designers to have the graduation that was never had. Uh, so like the general rehearsal we did online with oh, the cohorts that never yeah. got to meet in person. We're gonna bring them all together on the Event Design Sunday. And we're gonna have a celebration of good event design and some of the projects that have been worked on. 
Um, and we're going to be celebrating also how the Event Design Certificate Program for young professionals, students across 25 universities, are currently doing this in different ways. And those that are coming to IMAX America, we're going to be inviting them to Caesars Entertainment, uh, to one of the areas, you know, to, to, to warm up before we actually get to uh, to IMAX America. Oh, so that is so Sunday exciting. late afternoon, we're going to be live in Las Vegas and bring the community together. That Thanks to Encore and MPI and Caesars Entertainment and the Events and Collective. So. That is really cool. I can't <laughs> wait for that. I know I'm going to be at IMAX, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So um, what I'm noticing also here at IMAX um, is that, you know, we, there, there's people I just met, um, uh, two, per, two people this morning who, who went through our program online and you never realize that they're also here and then you see them in a you different see context. Them, right. and, 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 and it's, you know, the mind is a little bit confused when you're so used to the mosaics on Zoom and all of a sudden <laughs> there's real people in front of you and, you know, after going through a learning experience, you then meet in person again. Right. It's magic. And right? you have that connection because, like we said, you learn together. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unreal. It's it's, And I always laugh and say the, the Zoom version of me is not what the IMAX version of me is. So you might have seen me on Zoom in my pajamas, but now you're going to see me in my business clothes. What you're not seeing is the look that I have from, you know, we're sitting around a, a small table. We can look in the whites of the eyes. Yes. In the backdrop, I see Hall 9, you know, yeah. with MPI and the Inspire Cafe and the forest and the ocean and the canyon. Um, uh, you're looking out onto an event design wall. We should have traded places, or I should have a rotationary table here. In I the have future, a good view, right? though. <laughs> I always said you you all have the most amazing graphics and imagery, especially with the tents and everything that you have over on this wall. So <laughs> yeah. I like my view from here. <laughs> um, what, what we're looking out here in the back is actually the project that was done at IMEX uh, in Las Vegas last year, the Design for Good project, which is the pro bono project that was out to prove that even whilst the trade show is on. You can use the brain power of event designers and non-event designers that are at the trade show to design for good. So actually this is a project for Right to Play where uh, one of their fundraisers was completely redesigned during IMAX America last year and online. It was finished online and debriefed to the client um, as a gift to Right to Play. Uh, off offered to them by you know, the Event Design Collective and by IMAX uh, for Right to Play. And this is actually the work you're seeing is the digital work that was then completed post-event, brought back onto a seven-meter poster, you know, uh, twice uh, hung as wallpaper here behind us. And this is actually, you know, the designs that you know that you've done for the NFL draft or for other right. projects, um, now being put back into a tactile paper format for us to study and learn and talk about and listen. Because I think the visuals, like you say, are created by the creators. It allows you to tell a story regardless of language. And when you see the pictures, you can tell the story. Right? Yeah, I mean that, I remember the first day we were in there and, and you unveiled some of the imagery and I was like, I'm gonna enjoy this. Like they've put so much effort into this, but hearing about Right to Play is really interesting. Um, you offering that to them, uh, you know, pro bono and doing that for a, a organization that does so much for people, that's huge. What a gift to give them and, and, and to help them, you know, grow. And they probably wouldn't have had the access to that otherwise. Well, I think like many of our listeners, um, if you own events or if you run events, you know how much the impact is of an event. Right? Absolutely. Yes, it's very effective and it creates a lot of change, but it's also quite tedious and it takes a lot of effort of to think together or, you know, sometimes people think in silos and then have to try to communicate to each other what the intent is. What Right to Play mentioned to us, and, and this is available in some videos that we have available around this project, um, 
is that because of COVID, um, some of their funding that they would have through actual, you know, live fundraisers, right. which were always very effective, and they relied on them as one of the, you know, three pillars of income. But this was a very big pillar of income. Because of COVID, all of a sudden, completely stopped happening, and um, this was a big distressor for the organization because now, you know, one big pillar of income completely kind of disappeared like right. snow in front of the sun. And this is why I think also as an industry, we have a responsibility. If we create so much impact in a positive time, it's like if you're not, not no longer able to do that, how do we do that in a time when it's not available? How do we support them, right? And I think what I was impressed by also what Caesar Entertainment has done and how you've supported you know, the team, the staff, the people throughout this you know, tough period, a very tough period for everyone in this industry that's so personal and so tactile and so, you know, uh, it happens when you get together, but if right. you don't get together, it doesn't happen. It doesn't. It and then doesn't. there's that space not doing anything, you know, effectively. People literally don't have the work they normally have. Um, tell us a little bit about what's happening, because Las Vegas is booked to capacity. It's it's booming and boozing, boom, booming again, right? Oh, it is. We are so busy. We're so we're so grateful because there were just such a period of time, of course, that we weren't, um, you know, able to meet face to face. And now that we are again, um, and that our employees are back working again, yeah. it's just a very exciting period for us. We have a lot of change. Uh, the Caesars Forum is, you know, open now and has been for quite some time. And it is incredible. I don't just say it because I work there, but it is the most beautiful meeting space I have ever seen. Um, you know, whenever I'm... I still haven't seen the inside. Oh so my we're God. going to see it for the first time you, in September. Oh. I've seen all the artwork. I've seen the videos from, you know, MPI's event and PCMA's event and C-Vents and all the ones that we yeah. help design and are familiar with. There's a feeling when you come down the entrance, you know, when you come over the hotel connector from mm. Harrah's and you come down the escalator and you see that huge digital wall, especially if the content on it is related to your group. It's just a real awe factor and people just come in and I see their faces light up and it's just, it's a very special facility. It's really conducive to learning. Yeah. I feel very lucky and honored to be able to share it with my customers because it's exactly what they wanted. It's all on one floor. It's the two largest pillarless ballrooms in the world. Um, it couldn't be better for our customers and it's allowing them just as EDC does to realize their, their vision, to execute a really wonderful event. Um, it's, as we discussed, also attached to that link promenade. And I always tell people the best part about it is that, you know, we have the garage doors that are part of the bifold yeah. doors that are part of the uh, foyer open space. Up and you come they right open into up. the open space. Yeah, you come right out there. You look up at the high roller. You want to walk over the link promenade and have a coffee. You want to go get a glass of wine after your event. It's all there. And that creates a vibe in Vegas that didn't always exist. It was a lot about staying in the small, you know, area that you were in for your meeting. And now, just as we said that learning together helps people grow. I think that after having a day of growth, when you meet new people and you're attending a conference to be able to say, hey, let's continue the conversation and let's go to this new and exciting place and collaborate together. Get the fresh air into yeah, your system it's all, right, to digest. And, it's all right there. The it's all right there. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. And, you know, we have a lot of fun uh, new updates over at Paris as well. I've been telling all my clients Paris is a new hotspot. We have a new Nobu restaurant over there. I read about that. Uh, yeah, we have Vanderpump Paris. We are also opening a Martha Stewart restaurant, which I am 
wildly excited about because it's uh, modeled after her home. So what could wow. be more exciting than that? So, so much happening, uh, so much to share with our with our customers and with the, all the visitors to Las Vegas. Well, we can't wait to return. And again, you know, the 9th of October, mark your calendars. Oh, if you my, it's are, marked. You know, if, if you're coming to Las Vegas or already in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, I will like be yourself, there. I'm not missing those. Uh, we want to invite everyone that's uh, available to be there to, to join us. You're, you're wholeheartedly invited. And, and we really, you know, thank the visions that you know Mike Massari and Lisa Messina and you and your whole team at Caesar Entertainment have taken from an idea to a practice, right? So yeah. you've embedded a practice, and, and I'm sure we're going to continue this, um, you know, the relationship of creating event designs together and equipping the team with that capacity to do it and your clients. And as a result, we're going to have events that are time well invested, right? Instead of just time saved or time yeah. wasted, right? Because I think the world also had quite a lot of events which were you know, maybe mediocre at best. And now is an opportunity to look at all of them very carefully, re-engineer them with everything we know now in our minds and turn them into even better experiences. Yeah, that's what you said when I asked how COVID was for you as a company. You said that people finally had the time to look at what they were doing, to look at their events. Um, and maybe they didn't have the bandwidth before to really, they kind of just continued to put on these events the same as they had in the years previous. Yeah. And they finally had the time to look at them and restructure them. So yes, I think the events coming out of this pandemic are going to be more focused um, and more beneficial to the attendees and to the organizations that put them on. And, you know, like you said, I feel very fortunate that Caesars invested in this and that we had the opportunity to do this because I've grown personally, but also my relationships with my customers I attended with, again, couldn't be replicated in another way. Awesome. Well, we're going to see uh, the team in Atlantic City very soon. Yeah. And we'll be in uh, Las Vegas again in October. So we can't wait to do that now. Here from um, uh, Frankfurt at IMAX 22, 20th anniversary. You can hear the buzz in the background. There's a lot going on. Um, thanks for being with us on the podcast. This is really a treat. Thank you for having me. This is quite a treat for me as well. Absolutely. It's going to be published very soon. And then uh, we hope that people get to meet you in person when uh, we meet on the 9th of October again. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage. Just take one, one quick picture so we have there. Superb.